more single than she was. She's a little more single than she was. All right, all right, all right. Let's freaking go, boys. Welcome back to the Parts I'm Hunter podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Gross. Welcome back, boys, on the very tail end of the college playoffs. Uh, it's sad, man. College football is winding down, and uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to find something else to watch because Lord knows I'm not watching any NBA basketball. But no, just to give you guys a little bit of an update from that uh, big bombshell of a show we had the other day, uh, baby is doing fine. We have ended up naming him uh, Hudson James Gross, so we will soon be welcoming him to the show. I'm <laughs> just kidding to the family. Later in June is the due date. Candace is uh, is super pumped. She started her new job. We actually just brought home a 24 grand Highlander. Shout out to North Georgia Toyota. Uh, no sponsors, but uh, yeah, just everything seems to have turned the corner from that last episode, and we just wanted to share that with you guys. You guys that are out there praying, uh, part of the Part Time Hunter podcast family, just wanted you guys to know just an update of what's going on here at the Mojo House, and we are happy to have you guys back on another episode. This is number 37. Let's go ahead and uh, give those boys a ring. Let's get this thing going, guys. So stay tuned. What's up, man? What's going on, dude? Nothing much. Shoot. Just, uh, sit, sipping on a little bit of bourbon. All right, dude. I, okay, so it's so funny that you say that because I tell guys all the time to, you know, it's just a conversation. It makes it more fun. Grab a drink or whatever. And you'll be surprised, like, you know, you're one of the first people that's actually taking me up on that. So it's I, I'm also having <laughs> bourbon. So that's super nice to know that I'm not the only one. You know, it's not that it's awkward, but it's like I'm the only one drinking in this podcast. So yeah, no, I know what you mean. I, I listened to one of your episodes the other day, and uh, I think it was maybe the one you sent me with uh, Hunter Screen. Yeah, Hunter Screen. And you're like, you said you were, you're like, oh, I'm halfway through a bourbon. I'm like, all right. That's what I'm uh, talking about. No, I uh, no, I ran out of Blanton, no. so I'm I'm halfway through some uh, Eagle Rare. So we're gonna have to slow them and drink some Eagle Rare, I guess. Uh oh. All right, guys, welcome back to the Part-Time Hunter Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Gross, and guys, we've got a really cool episode for you. This is number 37. We are steadily making our way to number 50. Uh, it's 2024, guys. Wake up. College playoffs are kicked off. Texas got their ass stomped. Also, my boys, oh, yeah. in, my boys in blue, which are not really my boys. You know, I'm a Georgia Bulldog. They also stomped out Nick Saban and the uh, the freaking Crimson Tide. That was so nice to watch. And I know guys are like, hey, root for the SEC. It's your, uh, it's your conference. I'm like, dude, no, screw that. I do not bleed Crimson, not any part of the year. I was happy to see those guys go back to Tuscaloosa <laughs> with their elephant tails behind their legs. And uh, it was nice. But on the other end of the line, we've got Ryan Burnett and Brody Hensley. And they are from Pattern Pros, LLC. I, I can't tell you how much I'm going to enjoy this episode. Guys, introduce yourselves, your social medias, the social media to the Pattern page, and let guys know where they can find you. Well, uh, so I'm Brody. And uh, so if you guys want to find us on Instagram at Pattern Pros, or uh, if you just want to find us on Facebook, Pattern Pros USA, or our website, PatternProsUSA.com, um, that's a very where you'll find us. We mostly do a lot of stuff on Instagram. Um, but yeah, feel free to reach out to us and whatnot. Um, more about me. Uh, you know, I've been duck hunting for, you know, like since I was four or five, been doing it for a, a really long time, hunting a few different States. And, uh, this is where kind of the, the idea came from was a mutual buddy, you know, Ryan, the other one on here, through the Marine Corps. Uh, we all met through the Marine Corps and, um, 
it was uh, it kind of just snowballed from there. But before we get into that, I'll let uh, I'll let Ryan introduce himself. Hey guys, mm-hmm. Ryan, uh, originally from just outside of uh, Seattle. Um, honestly, really didn't grow up uh, hunting. I was fishing since I could walk, and uh, started uh, hunting when I got into into college, uh, and just really couldn't get enough of it. And then uh, went in the Marine Corps and was stationed out in uh, Hawaii, where there was obviously no hunting. Um, and then I got to California in 2016. And met Brody uh, and our other buddy Christian in 2018, and it was we just started started talking about duck hunting, and then uh, Christian's kids are the same age as my kids, so we kind of uh, got together that way and uh, just started duck hunting a lot, and then dove hunting and deer hunting and turkey, and it was, it was everything we could, and. Uh, and then how everything kind of really got going was a little more than a year ago, Brody and I were talking on the phone. Uh, I'm here in South Carolina now. And he is, Brody's an absolute master of his craft, like just has to figure out perfection. And he was talking to me frustrated about, he's like, I just, I got a new gun and I buy these shells. And he's like, I bought like two or three of them. And like, they just shot like crap. And it was like, well, you know, like, try and figure out something a a way to to get around that and literally i think i was on my my way home from my deer lease and we kind of just went back and forth and i bet within 10 minutes we we kind of hatched this idea about putting more than one type of shell into a single box and we talked a little bit and then the next day i talked to some other friends and family who were big hunters well, I called Brody that evening. I'm like, dude, let's do it. And uh, we got our other buddy Christian involved, and things just kind of really just started to snowball. Um, and then uh, last January, so I guess, you know, 2023, we officially formed uh, the LLC, and um, it has been nonstop growth ever since. It's, it's such a cool, man, uh, definitely from a hunter standpoint, when I was doing some research and going to y'all's website and, and the IG, such a freaking cool idea. And it's it's crazy that it took this long for somebody to to come up with it, especially in wing shooting. Uh, and, and more so, we'll get into my favorite part, the turkey hunting. But we'll, So, like, for wing shooters, mm-hmm. for sure, I mean, I can definitely tell you, I'm so guilty, as a lot of dudes are that start out. Like, when you're a high school kid, you know, you're, you know, definitely on a budget. If you even have a job, most of the time it's from mowing your own yard, whatever. And you got to go out and buy, you know, mostly steel shot because you can't afford heavy shot or bismuth or whatever the latest and greatest is. And you just shoot that, you shoot that shell and you kill ducks with it and you sometimes miss and you're not that effective. And it just is what it is. And like, you never really do think. And uh, I definitely think waterfowl as a, as a niche for sure is the worst of the wing shooting sports to not pattern their shotgun. And it's so funny. Yeah, it definitely seems like that, doesn't it? <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. And I don't know. And, and uh, you know, Waterfowl, the group as a whole, like you can't call them lazy because these crazy bastards get up at 3 in the morning to go set 3,000 decoys in the mud in Arkansas to shoot snow geese when they may not see <laughs> anything. So, like, they're definitely not lazy. I just think that as a whole, like as a group, Waterfowl guys, like, that's the last thing on the list. I guess because, like, waterfowl is, like, so gear-oriented 
where you got to have the boat, you got to have the dog, you got to have the latest and greatest camo on, you know, whatever. And Definitely. I, and I think I mean, it's, <laughs> it's so low on the checklist that, I mean, I, I just tell you, if, if, if somebody would just go pattern their gun, they would go, Oh my God, that's why I can't hit that goose at 35 or whatever. You know, I can't, and, hit, I can't hit that a, till. I think it's fine. It really is. Uh, you mentioned all that gear and you saw obviously some of it's super essential, but it's in the long run, it's not the most important thing. No. Um, yeah, you can, you get up three and you haul ass and you, you get to your spot and you've done your scouting and you've got your, you know, $20,000 boat or 10, whatever it is. And you've got however many, you know, $800 waders and $1,500 shotgun and all of this stuff. But if you actually ever pattern your gun, you really don't know what's going to come out, out of it. So it's like, you did all that work just to be out there and you could be shooting, like your shell could just not work with that particular gun and choke. And you could be shooting, you know, 10 inches low. Um, like I went in uh, pattern today uh, and I shot, I shot four different shells. Two of them were, uh, were uh, goose loads. And, you know, it was, it was about, I just did it at 25 yards. I only had, only had a few targets today. Uh, Brody sent me some more. And, you know, one of those shells, the center of the, of the pattern was, you know, six inches left from where I, I'd aimed. Um, and wow. even then it, it just kind of was, it was strung out. Um, and then I shot a different, a different BB load and it, it was like dead center. I had like four or three or four, somewhere between four and five, um, BBs actually hitting the like dead center of the, the dot that I had drawn. Yeah. Um, and, um, and then I shot, uh, the Winchester Super X, which I know there's a lot of people have a hard time with it. I'm not, it's always shot well for me. Um, and then I shot a two and three quarter, um, boss number fives. Uh, and it came out, the boss came out like, I mean, seriously, it was a basketball size at 25 yards. Wow. Um, so it's honestly, Brody and I were talking like that was for me that was that was too tight. I'm like that's that's just a lot. Um, and the the Super X, it, I shot a little bit low, but again, I had like four or five BBs right in the middle. So it kind of goes to show you don't necessarily need to go spend forty some dollars on a box of shells. Where oh yeah, a twenty dollar box of shells can still do the same thing, and that's one of like one of the things is for us is you buying this box will either it'll do two things it'll either justify you buying that more expensive box of shells because it you're like damn that pattern's real good or you can go hey i can spend ten dollars less on a box of shells and i can still do everything i need to freaking do and i'm saving my like myself money real quick oh yeah you know, I there's mean- just a ton of variables into that like with choke tubes guns you know the, or the spitment of the gun i mean you might be shooting the 18 inches lower left or whatever but that could be because your gun's not fit to you properly you yes. know your shows and your cast and stuff like that i think the knowledge is the more important thing here yeah we can we buy the shells and we test them that's good to know but if your gun's not fit to you or if you don't understand what choke tubes to use like if you don't know what the difference between a full or a light mod or an improved cylinder is that's i mean like you're 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 kind of shooting yourself in the foot because 
you might be hunting a timber hole 15 yards, but you have your turkey choke in. Well, yeah, you're shooting pretty much a softball size at them, you know, and you're like, well, I can't hit these ducks. The, the gun's bad. My shells are bad. Well, dude. No, it's your knowledge is bad. One hunt, dude. I cannot tell you how many guys I, I've hunted with where, where they're like, dude, I swear to God, I can't hit shit today. Like, this is my, you know, granddad's yep. gun, gave it to me, blah, blah, blah. And when you break it down, you're like, dude, like, the, like you guys said, then this is what this is how I nerd out about this subject is because there is so many ways to skin this cat per se. I mean, like, just like you guys said, oh yeah, like, and out of the box, let's just pick, let's pick on Benelli. I, I own one, so I can pick on him. So an SBE three yeah. comes with a plastic case <laughs> and tools, so you can fit the gun to you a thousand different ways, cast, uh, pull, length of pull, you know, whatever, yep. and. Uh, I, I mean, there's so many guys out there that just go and buy, you know, they save their money, say, say they're buy. okay, let's say not a lesser of a gun, but more affordable, like a Stoger or a, or a, or a Franchi, Franchi, however you say it, uh, they go buy mm-hmm. it, boom, rip that cardboard box open, take the gun lock off, throw it as far as they can, grab their, you know, closest yeah. steel shot box, and they're off the swamp, and they're like, oh my God, it's got three chokes, I guess I'll pick the middle one. You know, it's just like, and guys yeah. wonder why they wound ducks or cripple ducks or they just miss all together. And you're just like, damn, dude, that's a live animal. And yeah, you did everything else. You bought your license, you got your dog and boat, and you got all this sitka on. But I mean, dude, you, the most basic <laughs> necessity that you needed, you completely skipped the chapter on. And it's just like, damn. Man. Yeah, it's it's just going back to those basics. I mean, with duxies is the way that they've been in the past, I'd say probably five years for me, at least in the central flyway here in Oklahoma, it's been getting consistently more rough. And so, you know, you can only do so much of this stuff at the same time, blah, blah. And, but if you like all the scouting and uh, blah, 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 you got to go back to your basics. You know, you know, if you got time to look at your, how you call, you can always get better at calling. You can always get better at shooting by skeet shooting, but like, look at your knowledge. I mean, your your most of your hunter safety courses, they don't really go into this, uh, like the the ways of wing shooting very much. They go over general shooting, you know, what lies beyond your target and everything else like that, like your simple rules. But say in the state of Arkansas, a majority of your hunting is going to be duck hunting. That's the main sport of that state. Yes. So if they glass over this, these guys are probably just not getting the information that they need. You know, like just the breakdown of the 11, you know, different sizes of choke tubes and what they do and what situations to use them in, you know, because they, a lot of this knowledge is just get passed down by, you know, their dad or something like, Oh yeah, I just use a, I've used a, a, a improved cylinder for everything. And so they take that down and then it gets just passed to their friends and, you know, it just, yeah, they got to take a different look at an approach to this thing. That that's exactly right. Like I, I have a buddy. I won't name him on the show. He he wouldn't care if I did or not. But just for his sake, I won't. He <laughs> he swears by a full choke from dove season all the way through to to, oh. to geese. I'm just like, damn, dude. I mean, why would you want to cut your, you know? And, and then like when we go to turkey hunting, we'll we'll talk more about this. But like your leeway for human error. Like if you don't get the lead just right, if you don't. You know, I mean, even if you get the lead just right, maybe there's a 35 mile an hour headwind you're shooting into, yeah. or or say that bird flinches or whatever because there's more people shooting at him than just you. Like there's there's so many scenarios yep. where and shout out to uh, Candace Gross, my wife. I just texted her and said drink please, and I got a brand new glass of bourbon right here. So <laughs> shout out hey. to Candace, A1 top notch super service, and uh, so there's so many variables there. So, yeah, like, if you're just a one-choke guy, 
open up your mind. And I know, guys, like when you listen to this podcast, like choke tubes are freaking expensive. I mean, they're over a hundred bucks now, depending on who you buy them from. So it's an investment. Yeah. Maybe not this season, but as you grow your arsenal, dude, try out different choke tubes, try out different choke combos because they're so, dude, it's wild. I mean, to the guys that buy the aftermarket chokes right away, you don't necessarily have to do that until, you know, like, I like to test them, the factory ones, before I buy an, an aftermarket. I like using aftermarkets more than anybody. You know, I, you know, I've got the Rob Roberts, I've got the Mullers, I've got the Briley's, you know, you name it. But I've been testing some of these. You know, I just bought a brand new A420 gauge, Ooh. and I've been running the factory choke, and it's been it's been running flawlessly. I was like, you know, it was a very consistent choke. Now, granted, some of the choke tubes in these guns that come with them. Or garbage. The quality control is just not there, yes. and maybe throwing patterns like <laughs> Remington, <laughs> Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. You can just go off and name a few, but you know, every once in a while, you'll get one that that shoots good. So yeah. before you go spend that hundred thirty dollars, and there's a reason why some of those chokes are hundred thirty bucks because they do take more of a quality control approach to it, and they want to get it more of a as perfect fit to that barrel as possible. But there's so many variations that go inside that shotgun. No two shotguns are the same. So if somebody tells you, hey, these are good, like you need this choke. Yeah, okay, I'll buy that. And it, if it still patterns like crap, they're not going to want to hear it because that's good for them, but it might not be good for you. That's so such a great point. What shoots good for you, man. That's such a great point you just so, made. No two guns shoot the same. Back to uh, turkey killers. My dad and I both have a pair of Stevens 20 gauge because, I mean, we and, we and we bought them before the craze. You know, people think that's what you're talking uh-huh. about. But a 20 gauge Stevens single shot owned by Savage. Uh, they own the, the Stevens name. Anyway, same gun, 26 inch barrel. Yeah. Uh, I think it takes a wind choke. We both have a, a rectifier series choke, diamond series, uh, from my buddy Alan, uh-huh. actually in South Carolina, uh, out, out your way probably. But they, what's so funny is both of those guns, eyeball to eyeball, they are identical. There's nothing special. Yep. Now, we both have red dots on them, so we can dial in our point of aim, point of impact. But his gun likes mm-hmm. a whole different shell than mine, and it's just like, boom, that just – it's it, the proof. I mean, two guys can have Benelli's yeah. in, a, in a duck blind. They could both be shooting jebs, whatever, 690. That's what I shoot. And uh, and they both like different things. His may like uh, a duplex load you know, in a 3-inch. Mine may yep. like candlesticks, uh, double B. You know, it just, it's just – it's wild. Mm-hmm. And the variation is there. And the more guys realize that and you get this on a pattern board, you'll see it for yourself. It, yeah. It's not even just it's not also it's not even just just a pattern. Like I went the other day, um and I had um it was uh the three inch boss war uh was was it war chief? I, I honestly can't remember. Um but the, for whatever reason the, the three inch shells would not cycle. I would get the first shell off Ooh. and it would jam. Well, we call it a stove, stovepipe in the Marine Corps where it's st- just sticking straight out. Um, and I, I had, <laughs> uh, I had some of the two and three quarter shells and switched those. And immediately it was like, all right, no issues. It cycled just fine. I don't like in South Carolina, I don't get a chance to, to do a whole lot of duck hunting anymore. So it's not like I've been shooting you know, every single day in my gun, which is freaking jammed up and dirty. Like, I mean, I don't Yeah, that is I one of the secondary, that's one of the secondary bonuses of our box 
because it does have so many brands and so many brands they make different you know maybe different crimp style this and this so as you're shooting yeah be looking at the pattern but also be looking how it functions in your gun if it's not cycling like it's just not running for you it's jamming up it's stove piping it's not loading on your magazine tube maybe take that into consideration when purchasing you know that box i mean it might just be a fluke out of that time but if it's not running your gun that could that throws up a red flag for me like hey these these shells might be doing something funny and 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 kind of like like what you were saying is like you may not get that many chances and opportunities at duck so the ones you get Mm -hmm. you have to make the most of it yeah yeah um i guess we should probably you know outline exactly what we uh we we have as a as a as a company. Yeah, um, yeah. Go for it. And we go. We go. Yeah, I guess we got a little, little sidetracked. It's suburban. Suburban. Uh, it's suburban talking. We just got excited. <laughs> well, no, not yet. I'm only one and a half in. Um, <laughs> maybe after this one, that'll start talking more. Um, so we took eight different eight different types of shell for waterfowl and put three of each into a single box, so giving you 24 different shells. Um, actually allowing you to figure out the best shell for your gun and choke combo uh, without having to go buy that entire box of shells. Because so many times, um, Brody, especially Brody would say, he's like, well, I bought this box of shells. I, it, it patterns like crap. I was like, I'm not going to take it out and hunt with it. What am I going to do with it now? Well, yeah. with us, you don't have to. So you're going to shoot those three shells. And ideally, you shoot them at 20, 30, and 40 yards. And actually, you can just, you know, if you want, you can just, just do the eye test. Just straight up look at it and go, this one is, is best. Um, or you want to take it, you know, the, the whole thing and actually sit there and count all of them. Um, you can really get down to the, to the nitty-gritty with stuff. Um, but like the Winchester Super X today, for the most part, it did, it patterned. It actually did pattern pretty good. Um, wow! But there was definitely a, a, a couple holes um, in the in the top part of the pattern. Um, yeah, and you're going to get that with just variation itself. I yeah. mean, if you really want to get into the weeds of things, I mean, we do in our patterning packs with the targets. I do include a 3D printed um, what I call circle assist device or a CAD device. The CAD. Yeah. I saw um, that so on the it, website. That's yeah, wicked. It'll, it'll help you draw a, a 10, a 20 and a 30 inch circle. So if you really just want to break it down, Hey, in a 10 inch circle, I have this many 20, I have this many 30, I have this many, like for turkeys, it's great because you want that 10 inch circle. Um, so when I do my math off of that and then I'm like, Hey, this shell at 40 yards, I'm shooting 98% compared to this lead load that I was shooting 82% which is a pretty drastic change when you're looking at percentage. But if you're just looking at BBs and head, that's compared, that's 140 BBs with the TSS compared to like 26 BBs with the lead. That's so a dead that, gob I mean, it just all day. You show you. Yeah. They're both dead gobblers, but one just gives you a whole lot more probability than the whole other. So it also helps you determine, do I want to shoot business? Do I want to shoot steel? Do I want to shoot tungsten? 100%. And so they're all kind of wrapped in there. Um, so in our, so we saw the the actual patterning target. So there's 36 inch by 48 inch targets. So you actually get to see your actual full pattern because so many times guys are out there shooting essentially printer paper size. Yeah. (laughs) Where it's like, okay, you have an idea, but you don't like, 
And that's why a lot of, I, I would say that I, you can probably credit that to a lot of wounded birds, because if you're, if you got several birds that are flying into each other or fly, coming in together, you're a lot of time, those BBs are hitting other ducks. Like that net, they don't ever, like, especially at 30 yards, if they're a foot off from each other, which you wouldn't expect, expect a scotch double you know, when they're that far off, that, that tends to happen. But with that full target, you get to see the full spectrum um, of that, of, of your actual pattern. And so it comes with 25 targets. Uh, and this was brilliant on Brody's, uh, Brody's side of it, was you include that 25th target, even though we only have 24 shells in the box, is that you're supposed to shoot that 25th target, you shoot that first, and every shotgun has a different point of aim, point of impact. Amen. So I'm glad uh, somebody like, said like it. My, I'm sorry, go ahead. My, <laughs> my, like my 870, um, which I had for years, and that's still my turkey gun, um, it, 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 it shoots a little bit high. Uh, so like last year when we really started or this past turkey season when we really started to get into the weeds with it with this stuff I was like all right let's go let's go shoot this and at 20 or at 20 yards I, I was several inches high if I had had a bird that was 20 yards or even in I probably would have shot over that bird's head oh. so it was just it's a good piece of information for you to actually understand um, and it, it for mine it wasn't drastic. So it's not like I needed to actually go adjust. Uh, well, I mean, adjusting your eight seventy is a little bit more entailed than the, you know. One yes, one it's Beretta's. Right. Yeah, eight seventy probably hasn't changed, and eight seventy probably hasn't really changed since its inception in you know fifteen hundred or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, uh, no one knows. <laughs> and I, was, I still love the eight seventy. Still, it does everything I need it to do. Um, but so again, that's one of those things that so many people don't understand is that certain guns shoot just off the bat, shoot certain ways. Um, yeah, that's that's why I wanted to do the 25th target because I didn't want people to buy the box and then find that out midway through patterning that they just wasted a bunch of shells, like half of their shells because they didn't figure out, hey, I need to either adjust my gun, uh, gun or make a mental note. I need to aim low and to the left about six inches to make it hit center. Or whatever, you know what I mean? Which is not something uh, you want to be doing on a moving duck. No, no, hell no. And, and also, I mean, like, if you <laughs> if, if you guys buy this box from Pattern Pros, if you want to do a quick POI real quick, get you like some cheap-ass dove loads and do yep. do a quick point of aim, point of impact. And then if you got to fit your gun to that, once you hit true, and you can even try I mean, a, a box of dove loads is 8 bucks. Go... 10, 20, 30 yards, 40 yards, whatever your max is for waterfowl, find your POA, POI, and then go into their box because you're going to save yourself a bunch of money. So I'm sorry. Just yes. Go ahead. Yeah. No, in our, in our in our instructions, I have that in there. It's like, hey, put that target at 20 yards, and you just want to throw up like you're shooting a duck, a kind of a snapshot. Do that three times and then see where the majority of that pattern is. If it's right on, you don't need to change it. That's good. Like me. I'm all I'm all wrong-handed. I'm fucked up. I, I'm right eye dominant, but it's comfortable on my left. But I have no problem switching to my right hand. So oh, that is messed around up. A tree, I shoot like I could shoot with both hands. It's great when you can do like when you're hunting in a timber, one's cutting to the left or the right, and you need to switch hands and you just shoot. 
or you know in the marine corps if we had to go into a certain way of the house you could just switch hands uh, but with me i have to adjust my shotguns mostly every time i buy one you know so wow. a way i find that out without wasting a bunch of shells before i pattern it just shoot your your dove loads and you'll be you'll be all right just don't do it with our knives because i would hate for you to lose you know those shells that could help you determine what would be best for you Oh, I would yeah. say for anybody listening, I I, I I see it on Facebook is I hey I'm left hand dominant, but I'm right right hand dominant. Um when in the Marine Corps when we would instruct recruits, if they were it, it was so much easier to train your other eye to shoot better compared to training the other hand when you've done something with that hand so many more times. Like yeah. I think technically I may have been slightly like left eye dominant. Where you're like, I've done everything right-handed my entire life. Holding a gun left-handed felt just so so backwards. It wasn't even funny. So just oh yeah, that little tidbit. Oh, dude, it's like um, me trying to throw a baseball left-handed. I look like a I can't even say oh, it on I the bet. podcast. Oh, yeah. I can't. I can't do that. I can only shoot a gun with both hands. Like anything else, I'm yeah, no, I can't do anything else with both. Um, so 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 you guys right, breaking so we, down waterfowl. What would you say, like, say say the guys, you know, say it's your, you know, okay, let's cut it down to, he's not shooting sub-gauge. This is like your 80% of the waterfowling population is shooting whatever XYZ of 12-gauge, you know, typically three-inch. You got those sick bastards that shoot the candlesticks for just all the time. But say, <laughs> say you've got just a normal guy that shoots the three-inch. What's the, in a percentage or explanation, like, what's the ideal, you know, I and let's just go ahead and split the gap here. Ducks and geese. Say you're on a combo hunt. You're you, say you're in Oklahoma. Your 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 backyard. You could be shooting specks, little geese, big geese, big puddle ducks, little ducks. Say you're in the ideal go to war pattern for a waterfowl guy. What what do you guys think that that looks like? You're looking for what percentage, or are yeah. you just looking for like certain choke tube, like an all around go to choke tube. Yeah, like what would you say uh, that combo looks like? Like, say I don't want to go like X full snow geese Arkansas, and I don't want to go like you know improved cylinder for teal and timber. I'm kind of trying to cut the gap here, you know, for mid range to long range kind of, kind of like a do all, like a do all setup. For me, I mean, this, I mean, a lot of people are probably gonna hate me for saying this, but like, say it. If you if you just, I mean, I I throw a mod, I shoot a mod all the time. Yeah. If you just learn how to call ducks in your face, you don't need anything else. If you're taking oh, those 60, yeah. 70 yard shots because you can't call ducks, well, that's a that's a problem. That's a problem. And I see it all the time. Like <laughs> or, your shooting percentage will go a whole lot better if you sit them in your lap. So if you can't sit them in your lap, it's not the gun, it's not the shell. It, it might be you because you suck at shooting, but if you can't sit them in your lap because you blow a kazoo. You're not going to kill ducks, and if you do, you're going to cripple them. All That's the going to hurt some feelings. Somebody got hurt so out there. Just a, a mod is is perfectly fine if you're shooting. I mean, I shoot geese with a 20 gauge number fives because they're right there, they're yeah. right there in the face. Like I don't call geese worth a shit. You know, I got buddies do, but with the ducks, I mean, if they're, I I have no excuse if I land a bunch of mallard drake right in the water, and a lot of people are like. Okay, I did my job. I fooled them not only with my decoys, but also with the duck calling. I didn't come out here to stare at trees and give them the sporting chance. The sporting <laughs> chance is me behind that gun. Yep. Like, I, like with the, with opportunity getting lower and lower, 
with uh, with the season killing then, and people are going to be like, oh, you water swat. Yeah, I'll bust them right off the freaking water. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, I did my job. Like, I love watching them lock up, land, and then just hit the water. Now, if I'm feeling sporty, I'll just say, hey, duck, and they'll jump up, and I'll shoot them. I mean, what's the difference between on the water or a foot above the water? There's no difference to me. Dead Dude, yeah, don't even get me started on water. Sw- I will water swat a pintail in a heartbeat. <laughs> Call me off Dude, that I, duck. Yeah, I'm sorry, a, dead duck, a dead duck is a dead duck. 100 like yeah, I don't know Dude. why people are like, people oh, are that stupid. Well, that's great. I mean, why shoot them in the air when you, that gives you a potential of two to three shots when I could just guarantee water swat and then pick the ones that's yeah. jumping off? You know? Yep. My Hell, you might even line up three or four. And then that's, you just save one shell from four ducks. <laughs> My last season in California, I landed an absolute – I was shooting a ton of birds in the decoys on the water. And I remember calling Brody. I don't remember if you remember this, uh, Brody. But it was – I called him like, dude, like I almost feel bad. Like I'm water swatting like a ton of freaking birds on the water. He goes, dude, you did your job. Like, like you can't you did do it better. Like, and I'm like, okay, fair enough. Like. And it's funny, yeah, you, like, watch, you watch a lot of YouTube videos and guys try and jump them up and then they miss. They miss and they shoot two or three times oh. and, and you're like, okay. And then a lot of time that bird may be even crippled because you're just you're rushing now because that bird is getting away yeah. and you're panicked because it was just at 25 yards in the middle of your decoys. So now you're like, holy These shit. shows aren't cheap. So no. like, why give them, like, you're just like, okay, $3, $3, $3. But it could have just been three dollars just one time that's, instead of the that's nine dollars exactly right dude yeah. I, so I, i've already so, taken some quotes from you and i've got a merch uh idea for pattern pro so you, <laughs> you got a couple t-shirts coming that says i didn't come uh, here to stare at trees that's the number one t-shirt <laughs> and then the other one is i can't call geese but i have buddies that do that's badass that's it that's, that's a it. badass well, I mean, t-shirt we never really shoot them here i mean like i don't, like if one comes in i'll kill him like actually this year i've we've shot you know, a handful of them, which is not usual. It's usually just only ducks, but yeah, the geese, they don't get me excited really. I mean, it's, it's always the ducks, but yeah, if you can't call I, the ducks in your face, man, it's just, it's a night and day difference. I mean, we, you I see it all the time with people I know. You don't have to necessarily be a great duck caller either. You can literally just do a few quacks and, and not, and just, and hide well, and people will kill so many more ducks that way. Well, let me rephrase that. Wailing on a duck call. Well, let me rephrase it. Knowing when and when not to call is also the biggest thing, too. Because, I mean, or there's, I mean, just like shotguns, there's so many variations of duck calls. You want to hit them with, you know, a loud or close. I mean, are you too loud when they're too close? Or like, what is, like, there's a lot of things that goes in that. And it's all subjective, too. But again, it boils down if you sound like a kazoo. You're not going to kill as many dudes, you know, ducks as a dude that can blow that thing like a championship duck call. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, there, there's hunts here in the southeast where we're chasing local greasy Tonys that have seen every spread from you know yeah. K- Kentucky to South Florida. And they're just like, listen, dude, I don't even, you know, you just don't even call. You just trust your spread of those six or seven yeah. D- Dave Smiths and you let them just die with decoys. That's just, and that's the difference between somebody who wants to blow their call and somebody who wants to kill damn geese that's the difference <laughs> it's all about the hunt man whether like it it's, is. It's, there's so many things to perfect about duck hunting it's like you get to a point where like all right cool i've killed enough ducks i just want to you know 
I want to, I just want to be out there. I want to see the dog work. I want to see, you know, let's just see if I can land these ducks. We don't even have to shoot them. I just want to see if we can do it. You know, it's, that's the, that's the cool thing about duck hunting and kind of it's like that for every sport. There's the nuances of everything that you can do with the sport. And as you get older, you just start getting more of a laid back conservation mindset. It was like, let's just see what happens. You know, let's just, if we call at them, you don't have to be the running gun type of dude all the time. You know, just lay back, watch God work, you know? So it's not a big to, deal. To kind of jump back um, for guys who either like to, they they prefer one shot or another. Um, we have uh, for our pattern packs, we have pack one and pack two. And each one of those, we have shot size two and shot size three uh, within that for 12 gauge. Um, and then we have, just pattern pack one right now for 20 gauge, which is his shot size two. Um, and then Daniel, I know you're a big turkey hunter. Yes. So we are coming out with a turkey edition um, for this coming turkey season. Oh, that's sick. Um, so it's going to be a little bit different, same concept. Uh, it will only, inc- it'll include, as of right now, um, it'll include three shells. And so what it's going to be, it's going to be a cheaper end shell, a mid-grade, and then a TSS load Oof. for 12, 12 gauge, 12 gauge, and 20 gauge. Um, 410 as well. 410 will be all TSS loads because that's almost exclusively what's out there. You, you, um, ha- you have there to, are, yeah. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> there, there are, yeah, there are there are some lead loads. Like I, my, my daughter's got a, uh, she's got a 410. Um, I want to say it's like seven-eighths of an ounce. Of let, I mean, if you get it 20 yards, like it, it, pat, it does pattern pretty good. Okay. Um, I, I would say 20, 25 yards, like you, you would probably have no issue killing with that. But most of those 410 loads obviously are TSS. Um, so it's, you know, like I said, it is, it is going to be different. But again, it's going to go back to allowing you to find out if that TSS load is really, is really worth it. Because we all know that the it is the most deadly thing on the market, but do you need to go spend sixty dollars on a box of five? Or like, I, I killed my uh, I killed my turkey last year at twenty five yards with Winchester Super X, which at the time was ten dollars for a box of ten. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, I, I did the same I, thing with a seventy dollar box. <laughs> yeah, and so no there, reason for the seventy dollar box. No, the, you just you you have to know what that shell is going to do and i i patterned it and i knew i was like i'm probably i'm pretty good out to about 40 and i was like that's as far as i can is that is really that is going to be soup is going to be comfortable enough for me to where i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna drop that top um and it's going to really allow you to, to see the differences like yeah your tss load is going to freaking probably pattern real good but and then again Hell, it, it may, it may, it may not. Uh, like, uh, there's a bunch of loads out there and a bunch of different chokes and guns. So you don't actually know. Um, but like here in South Carolina, we don't have at least, uh, at least the places I hunt, and, and a lot of it, you're not necessarily hunting big open fields like you are maybe out Midwest or Nebraska, Kansas. Yeah. Where I can see why those guys like that they may need to take longer shots because there's freaking nothing else out there. Where yeah. a lot of our birds are come are coming out of the swamp, or they I mean they freaking live there. Like so, 
there's no reason for me to go spend money on TSS loads necessarily because the farthest I'm going to be able to shoot a lot of time is 30 yards. Yeah. I can do that job with my lead load. No problem at all. Um, but it, it again, is just kind of going down to all like, it's that knowledge that you understand what your shell is going to do at a certain distance. Um, yeah. I mean, we're not telling you like, Hey, TSS is the end all be all. That's for sure. Cause I've shot a turkey. I've shot a turkey at 60 yards with a lead load and through the trees. And so like, I still killed him and that was probably a $15 box shell, of box, you know, box of shells. But the thing is about TSS, the probability is just going to go up. Like I said, about 40 yards, I had 140 BBs inside the head for a 98% complete like pattern <laughs> at 40 yards in a 30-inch circle. And with the lead, I only had about 26. So if you are, if you want to be absolutely sure that you put the tennis racket out there to hit him in the head, you're not going to have any holes in that damn tennis racket. I mean, you want to instead of a tennis racket, let's just say you're throwing the whole screen door at him with TSS. Dude, 100. So, so, so I didn't know we switched gears to turkey hunting, but I'm definitely with you now. So, dude, I'm telling no. you right now, what's so funny is I so I, I put a teaser clip up uh, a couple of days ago of my local bird I shot here last year with old Marvin. I name all my turkey guns. Marvin's the world's smallest turkey gun. We'll get into him later. But uh, so I, I, I like literally, it's just a GoPro shoulder clip of me like easing up on this bird and shooting him and running up there. And I'm acting all stupid, you know, out of breath and, and shit. And, and the oh, yeah. guy, and, and I had a guy's comment in, uh, technically it was in December still because it was like New Year's Eve. He said, You don't need a scope to kill a turkey. That was his comment. I'm like, Dude, Oh, it, well, that's it, true. it started already. If it's what you like doing, that's all that matters. Here's the comment. As long as you smile for what you're doing, is that's that's all that matters. When I open up my gun safe and that gun makes me smile, or if I step in the driveway and I see my truck and boat and that makes me smile, yes. who gives a shit what everybody else thinks? Dude, right? and, and what's so I mean, funny is... got to get over that. Dude, mm-hmm. what's so funny is I copied his comment and I put it in my story and I said, P.S., it's a red dot. You know, it's, it's not a, a scope. <laughs> yeah. And like I and I will tell you like when I, I and I'm I'm kind of like you guys I grew up you know uh, shooting you know long when long barrel XR just came out before that you had the federal uh, you know the the copper plated turkey loads with the the the, the 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 flat control wad technology just came out and and like me and my granddad are yeah. shooting that and like dude I, I in the last five years at least I made the switch to shooting exclusively twenty gauges in my turkey setups uh-huh. and I, I in my opinion you know i tried the copper plated lead uh off the shelf for my sub gauge stuff and i haven't gone smaller than a 20 gauge because in my opinion you know it's good for kids and stuff but like as a grown man like i want to yeah. i want to thump that freaking bird at whatever yeah. i have to and so i wasn't going to go smaller than a uh than a 20 because i wanted that payload but I didn't want to take a chance of skimping out and wounding a bird. Like, that would hurt my heart too bad. So I, yeah. I went with a 20-gauge. And in my opinion, TSS really shines in a sub-gauge. And, and also, guys, out there in podcast oh, yeah. land, in my opinion, you do not need TSS for a 12-gauge. That is overkill. Like, it is way too much. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Shoot a lead load. You're going to be fine there with the right pattern. But, yeah, dude, 20-gauge TSS, I, I mean, in, in both of my setups – it's a 60-yard gun all day long. And some guys are going to say bullshit. I'm telling you right now, 
Go watch Mojo Buck Productions. I've pattern videoed all of them to to the max. You can go see it in person. I'm telling you, if you have the right point of aim, oh, point of impact, those shells, dude, are just it's insane. it's wild. Now, I'm not telling you guys that I, you know, I take shots at 60 all the time. That's a very rare no, occurrence. No, no. But if I'm out of state, like last year, for instance, I filmed this hunt. You can, I was in Kansas first first day I was there. A bird was walking across like 58 and a half. We stepped it off, and I, it was a wide open creek bottom. There was nothing between me and him. I let it fly, dude, and he freaking rolled. Like it because I knew I'm yeah. like I had done the homework, I had put it on the pattern board several dozens exactly. of times. I knew what it was capable of. And uh, I had all the confidence in the world taking that shot. And but for somebody that hasn't done that, dude, the the amount of of leeway at 58, 50, even 45 yards, if you don't know what your point no. of aim is, you would clean miss that bird. You wouldn't even cut a feather. So I'm so glad that you wild. said that. It's just the, the confidence in the shot. You got to have the case, especially turkey hunting. Thing. If you are not confident in your ability to make that critical shot, because you only get one chance. That's it. You especially might be able to skirt hunting. around the ridge to catch him on the back end as he's kind of skirting out. But now you just, I mean, just think about effort and return. If you're putting all that effort in and you're getting nothing in return because your lack of ability to just take the 30 minutes to an hour to pad in your gun, what are you out there doing? I mean, again, you're not out there to stare at trees. You're out there to shoot so, a turkey at the end of the day. 100%. So to, to actually to jump back actually real quick to waterfowl, um, our absolute biggest objective is on the conservation aspect of it. So Delta Waterfowl a few years ago had put out a study where it was 1.7 million ducks. That's estimated. Don't take that hard. Yeah, I don't know how they come up with that. They're smarter than I am, which isn't terribly hard. But let's just say 1.7 million ducks every year are crippled and lost. Wow. That's a lot of ducks. That's a lot of ducks. I know so, it's more than that. It's got to be more than that. I, I would, yeah, I'm sure that's on the low end. Um, so, you so you take that number, and if we can drop that, if we can save that by 10%, so 170,000 ducks, and we can take that and put that back into the breeding population after one year you're not going to see any difference but over as you say a 10-year period you are going to start to see a difference and everyone complains about bird numbers are down bird numbers are down like but when it comes to their time to actually do what needs to be done they don't want to do it I mean, we always like to point the fingers to Ducks Unlimited and Delta Waterfowl, and those are great organizations, and we need to still continue to support those organizations no matter what. I mean, they're doing great things out there, but you need to look at the individual level, too. Do you like, do I need to shoot, you know, that, do I have to shoot the hens during that hunt? Like, no, that hen, you don't have to feed your family off that hen. Like, I, I promise, like, it's not the end of the times, but like, you got like you got to look at your 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 personal level. What can I be doing as an individual to impact? And if enough of people do that to themselves, you're like, all right, I've already I've got my gun tuned out, and I know how it shoots. I've I've, I've worked on my duck calling. I've you know I've figured out you know to do all this stuff to manipulate the hunt. Now it all should just fall in place, and then we continue to help with the conservation aspect. Because I mean, yeah, I might shoot a limit of six birds. But if I crippled four of them, I really just shot ten birds. 
you know, 100% because those four just got away and you're just like, okay, what am I out here doing? Just blasting away and just, you know, using the, the resource and, and, you know, that's made for everybody else. I mean, you can't, you know, how many, how many, you look at these guides and whatnot, nothing on guides before I get into this, nothing on guides, but you 10, 15, 20 man limits, a whole lot of whatever comes in and they're all shooting. Just watch them fly out of that field. I guarantee you, you will see more than what just fell in your decoys fall out there. Oh, and yeah. so now take that and put it across the country. And it's not just guy. I mean, like there's public land on it. There's private, like, like it doesn't have to be a guide. It doesn't have to be like that. It's just like, that's just an example. Cause I guarantee you, you watch them out there and like some will fall and you're just like, damn. And then are they going to go get that because it's a thousand yards away and that's a pretty good click of a walk, you know, or, uh, can they just not get to it? This it's just again, it's looking at the individual level and does it? Do I really need to do this when I could just have a little patience, do the time, the homework, and it'll work out for not only you but your future kids and whatnot to get in the sport. Yeah. And so putting that putting those shells on paper, you're actually going to really understand how far like 40 yards is. Like oh, well, yeah. I would say for just about all waterfowlers or it should be 40 yards should for the most part really be your max distance um i mean there's exceptions to that obviously but and, and I, I don't know how many times i've watched guys you know brody watched it a lot in california um where it was just they were shooting at birds that were 60 70 yards i mean just like oh it's higher than that dude like 100, uh, 120 i'm like your pattern's the size of a volkswagen dickhead yeah <laughs> Unload, <laughs> like, i mean dropping all three shells and it's like yeah you're and you're it's always when you got birds working it's always yeah, when you got birds working. It's so one bad. of murphy's laws it's like those bbs are going like they there's probably a fair chance you're hitting that bird at least one or two of those birds in, you know, on a larger flock, and it's like, wait, that may not die that day. It may not even die for – you're going to hit it, maybe it develops, and infection dies elsewhere. So you have so many of those other birds that you don't actually ever see come home that you're taking out of the population. It does no good to anybody except maybe freaking coyotes and buzzards and, and, and whatnot. Because yeah, uh, we need to feed the hawks even more. <laughs> yeah, I know, those aren't a freaking menace. Um, but it's just like it's so frustrating to to see people talk about it about bird numbers. Um, and I've gotten uh, you know talk to people on Facebook, which is always a great place to get in, into an argument. Oh um, God, you gotta love that. It, it, I know. <laughs> and like one guy, one guy was like, "Oh, you know, pattern your guns a, a waste of ammo." Um, and I'm like, I don't know if you're serious or not, but. Um, that's that's a very ignorant statement. Oh. Uh, and and then another guy was like, I don't even know what's in my freaking my blind bag. I I grab one. It could be this brand. It could be I could do this one. I'm like, dude, that's a that, none of that's good. I don't know. See, I had one tell what, me I pattern it when I see the duck land on the water. That's when I pant. Oh, dude. Yes. Oh my great. god. Oh, it's so stupid. Or they shoot a decoy to pattern it. Yeah, it looks right. Did, and then they, sure. you know, the guy, you have the guys who are like, "Well, I'll just you know, kill them in the decoys." It's like, okay, yes, obviously that is what that you want to do, but that's not. However, that doesn't happen. It's, it's never going to be perfect every single time. They're not yeah. going to be twenty yards fluttering over the decoys. You have a thirty-yard passing. They do what they want. <laughs> 30, yeah, thirty-yard passing shot, which most duck hunters are going to freaking if they're like over the over your decoys and they're coming through. Like, 
you're probably like a lot of times most duck hunters are taking that freaking shot. So it's like, all right, things are one hundred aren't perfect every time. You're like, well, I just go go grab grab whatever and you kill them. But yes, obviously because you're freaking shooting steel at them. But your pattern is not perfect, and so many people just don't. A lot of people don't acknowledge that. Uh, and fortunately, we've had nothing but, for the most part, super positive feedback from people where it's like, holy shit, like this is a this is a brilliant idea. Like, and we did the G and H decoy expo uh, there in Oklahoma back in September, and we had so many people that had the exact like the exact same look walking away from the table like like holy shit like why didn't i think of that like yeah. where, where have you been and then and then it was like the other half of the people were like um where were you guys 10 years ago like i, I, like, I was, I was in high school dude. Dollars, like, <laughs> yeah like uh I, i'm old so i was you know not i was 10 years ago you're old. sitting in hawaii um, <laughs> i was um but it's just like okay so so many people really see the value um and it, we've had it's been really it's been a really cool journey so far and it's been since we farmed the llc it's been less than a year um it was wow. like january 20th or 21st um and in that time uh ducks unlimited actually put us uh in their issue back in september I believe. no shit um so it was like seven new things to look out for for the year like pieces of gear and our targets were one and then our, our box was number two um so i didn't like, know they were gonna put that in there i was just sitting in my car right before work i was working yeah. nights and i was like all right who who did this so i sent it to the <laughs> chat and they're like no none of us so that's kind of neat I, well i, I didn't been, expect that <laughs> i had talked to uh the advertising guy from delta waterfowl and then i was like he was talking about you know us getting an ad and i'm like oh that's freaking expensive and i'm like dude how would you go about getting published and he goes well okay well I talked to the editors and so send me a letter to the editor. I'm like, well, we just, we just finished that. And so I sent it to him like the next day and, um, he emails me back like the next day. He goes, um, I'm not saying this is like, you know, it, it, anything's going to happen, but it's a really good sign. Like the editor liked it. Like, can, it, can you send them a box and a, and a set of targets? And I was like, boom. And that was, I think in like June, and hadn't heard anything else. And then it was like, I was on my way. I think I was going to Ace Hardware and Brody texted. He literally goes, which one of you fuckers did it? Um, <laughs> and, and I'm like, well. Because I was worried about money coming to your account because I was like, man, this is not a cheap thing to do. So yeah. which one of you dumbasses did this? <laughs> and I was like, so, oh, it's probably, probably something stupid. And then I, I look at it and I'm like, what? And he sends, Christian is like, what? What what magazine is this? And then the next picture is the, the cover of Ducks Unlimited, and we're like, holy! I, I called Brody immediately on that. Dude, we're in Ducks Unlimited. And I'm like, holy sick. shit, that's that, it's crazy. Um, and then uh, I think it was about the same time in June that I started talking with Ducks Unlimited. Uh, I was able to talk with uh, Brad Heidel um, from Delta Waterfowl, and. Uh, He's the uh, senior director of, of marketing. Um, wow. He, he, I had done, done some like outreach um, and apparently I, I had somehow gotten a message through to him or, or somebody else. And he called me. I was like, oh, 
oh shit, like you're like an important person. Um, <laughs> and it was it was an awesome phone call because he was. Just, it's cool because he's just like he's just another duck hunter who just happens to have a freaking awesome job. Um, and he lo- he like he loved it, and so we were. Uh, we had continued uh, talking. He put me in touch um, uh, with another guy. And I, I'm blanking on his name right now, but he, uh, he he loved the idea as well. And so Delta, they actually uh, they had one of their guys um, uh, interview us. And it was like uh, they actually wrote an article. And so it's published on the website now. It's like a 400 word article. And then I believe uh, in their next issue um, here in the spring, we'll actually be in the, uh, in the magazine. We're getting right, back. back. Uh, sorry about that. There's a, there's a friggin'. So I got my hunting bag and stuff out because I'm restocking, and refitting. And there's a spider, I guess, crawled out of there and got on my shoulder. <laughs> and, you know, it's crazy that Marines scared of fucking spiders, but I don't enjoy them being on me when I don't know about them. <laughs> so I went to go smack it around. I smacked my headphone and yeah, it got pretty Western. Awesome. Uh, we got you but back. Yeah, so, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so Delta Waterfowl and Duck Solomon have both um, obviously helped us out getting, getting our word out there. So it was, it was pretty cool to see um, such positive feedback um, from two phenomenal organizations. Oh yeah, dude. And, and like that just uh, goes to, to prove the point and drive it home that, you know, it, it, it is, I mean, it, you know, you would think as a waterfowl guy, as a guy that practices conservation, as a guy that takes live animals, uh, you know, it should be common sense, but it, it's such a good idea and one that should be driven home to everybody that wing shoots. Uh, you know, if you're, a, if you're an upland guy, if you shoot quails or pheasants, or whatever you know if you're a waterfowl guy you're shooting ducks in louisiana arkansas california on the on the east coast with us uh this is something everybody should take to heart really do their homework and uh it's kind of like you know like when i got really deep into turkey hunting when i was in middle school you know you get criticized on social media whether you killed that bird over a decoy or not do you think these sick bastards are patterning their shotgun hell yeah that's the number one thing they do i mean like tur- turkey hunting as a subculture really, really drew- drove home the point to me that, you know, you get one shot, you know, you got to make sure it's a lethal, ethical kill. How far can you shoot the turkey? Does your gun shoot true? Does it not? And that's something that you know, we can dive into the rabbit hole of optics. But if you put a oh, red yeah. dot on your gun, on a turkey gun, it's it's such a freaking advantage because you don't have to use, you know, quote, Kentucky windage to shoot the bird. You can literally shoot that thing left-handed, wrapped around a pine tree if you had to, because as long as you get the dot on him and you can hold still and shoot a, and, you know, do your part as a shooter and put that pattern on, on his neck, then you're going to be fine. But anyway, if, if, you, if you're the guy that commented on my damn video the other day, you know, you don't need a scope to shoot a turkey. You know, absolutely you don't. You don't, buddy. But I, I commented back. I think I said, "Yeah, I would hate to optimize my pattern and know exactly what it's doing." <laughs> yeah, I would hate that, you know. But seriously, like to, to each his own, you know. There's guys that shoot the front beat only, and you know what? That that's totally fine. I killed dozens of birds like that when I was growing up. But you know, I know better yeah. now because when you are testing TSS hand loads. You know, that's a whole nother rabbit hole you can dive down to if you're a turkey hunter. But especially when I built oh, Marvin yeah. and Steve, you know, I, I dabbled in 
uh, hand loads. <laughs> uh, my, my buddy Key is from Salt Creek. Uh, that freaking he actually has a load named after the channel. It's called the Mojo Load. It's a it's a super heavy load of number nines in a TSS shell for for Marvin, and it freaking stomps a mud hole. I haven't tried his yet, but man, I am so excited. Like I I see it all the time. I, I totally one hundred percent want want to try. Him. Dude, he, he he's it's a funny. he's a good dude. He's a good dude. We're actually, uh, I was actually texting with Keith uh, most, most of the day today. Um, you got to throw a mojo actually, shell in your pattern in your pattern box. That's, What's the mo- what you, you might have to. Um, but yeah, so we're going to have, yeah, we kind of partnered with him. Um, so we are going to uh, actually just ordered uh, turkey loads. Uh, from him today, so uh, for our for the turkey box, so that'll be do we got the twelve twenty and the four ten. Shout out um, Keith Salt Creek, let's go! Oh, I'm yeah. just kidding, you know, not sponsored uh, hashtag not sponsored podcast, but we love but, Keith. But go Salt Creek, great guy! No, what a, a freaking uh, killer! That's guy. the one reason. That's one of the reasons why we you know chose because like you know we all these big box you know ammunition companies have been getting. I was like, man, there's these there's a bunch of little guys out there that. There is. They have great loads. I mean, I was like, after seeing all of this stuff on social media and whatnot, I was like, dude, we should reach out to them and see if we can put it in the box. Because it's not – all it is is pretty much free marketing. I mean, to, the way I look at it, I mean, it's just like going to help get his name out there. And why not try to help the community out a little bit? You know what I mean? I mean, like federal and Winchester is always going to be in there. Oh, yeah. But like Salt Creek, if he can get bigger and make a name for himself, that's, I mean, that's what, I mean, he's doing great stuff over there already. So, I mean, he, I just want to see it explode. <laughs> he was telling me today, he's like, I can't, like, it, it was kind of surprising was that uh, his, like, waterfowl TSS loads, um, he goes, they are, like, he's, he's absolutely killing it with that. Um, and it, it really did make sense, though, because he's like, guys are going to Alaska or they're going for, either you know harlequins or, or sea ducks and i'm telling you those are unbelievably tough birds i killed a drake golden eye uh a few years ago and i it, it was i like so you couldn't kill the freaking thing uh um, damn and so these guys guys are using the, the tss loads and i'm like you know what that makes that really makes sense and brody and i talked about it so eventually we'd like to get up to um alaska uh, oh i'm going it's like, whether you guys are going or not i'm going <laughs> Um, and it's like, that really makes sense because you can put, you can put a TSS load in for your, for your first shot. And then hell, you could follow it up with, uh, some kind of bismuth load for your second and third shot, you know, as follow-ups, um, that way you're not, cause it does get expensive. I think it's you know, 65 bucks for a box of 10. So it's Ooh. like, you start blast blasting away. You're like, uh, okay, that got, that got expensive real quick. And you're like, I've already spent this much money to get up here like let's we can yeah ease, ease it up a little bit as long i mean as cool as alaska trees are i didn't go up there either to stare at those damn trees either so i mean fucking you stare why the good ammo you're staring more, more, <laughs> stare more at rocks there oh, oh, yeah. tree somewhere. i didn't come up here but, to stare at eskimos yes yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> but we're yeah we're i'm excited to to see what uh, what his turkey loads do, um, and that's how he. It sounded like that's how he really got got his his thing rolling was more with turkey loads, and they said once that kind of ended, um, he really started to kind of roll into waterfowl. Uh, and it, it was cool to cool to to talk to him today about it because it was just like he's like I he had to get another 
Um, he said he had to get another TSS loader because he's like, he's just freaking killing it. Damn. Um, and so it's cool to kind of get to, I don't know, if, you know, tech, I, I would say it's a partnership, um, work, working with each other. Um, because, you know, he's helping us out and we're helping him out. Um, I guess that's probably, you know, the definition of a partnership. Um, somebody pull up Webster's, but, uh, it's, it's cool to, to hear about, um, all the successes that, uh, that he's having with that. Um, and obviously, you know, anytime you hand load stuff, it's, it's probably going to be better than most of the factory stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, his, I can tell you from, from firsthand, his turkey loads slap and they freaking, he, he's, he has such a, like he was so with me on the pattern series last year on the YouTube channel that he like he he saw the first video. He was like, "Hey man, let me talk to my dude at Pattern Master. I'm gonna you know we're gonna send some more chokes for Marvin, and we're gonna." He was wanting that heavy load to work out so bad. He got two more chokes on the channel, and I was like, "Dude, this guy's freaking about it." And he he was right. Like that that load for some reason that heavier load, uh, it, it liked a little bit more constriction. And it's funny because in TSS and hand loads and stuff, you, sometimes guys want to go super tight, but unless you shoot it and know. Uh, it, it'll it'll yeah. do, do the opposite. It'll blow your pattern out. So there's a really fine line between, uh, you know, it, it's 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 a lot of stuff like barrel length, ported, non-ported. Uh, do you know where your point of aim is going to be? Uh, obviously, that's number one thing. But uh, that 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 Salt Creek Mojo load really like that. Uh, we were shooting actually the Pattern Master Anaconda, which is such a weird, cool choke. It uses gas over constriction. So instead of having a constricted choke point like Pattern Master is known for that stud ring inside of their like black yeah. uh black duck and all their other stuff um this one was the anaconda series so it as the gas comes down your barrel it hits that choke tube and it uses the gas itself from the shot to constrict the wad anyway a lot of lot of science behind that uh but and oh, i don't yeah. and i don't understand it but keith was right the the anaconda 550 i believe is what the constriction was that heavier ounce of load in the nines Love that choke. And then I shot the Black Mamba, which is a kind of a do-all choke from Pattern And this is not a Pattern Master commercial. I'm just telling you, in my in my setup, the, the Black yeah. Mamba was a little bit more open. I want to say it was a 570 instead of a 550. So you're talking 20 thou of difference. And mm-hmm. that that load from Keith, it freaking it hated it. It had a void, it had voids, it wasn't consistent. And uh that that freaking that 550 though, holy shit. I mean, there's if you put yeah. it on the base of his neck and he's not doing, you know, the twister out there at 40, he's freaking dying. Like, it's done. Like, it's just not even yeah. – you feel bad for him. Like, holy shit, he's, he's about to just eat this shit right in the snood. But, dude, yeah, it's, it's completely uh, – the the passion that Keith has, uh, it's it's really cool to hear that he's going to be in y'all's box. Because, like, the, I'm telling you guys, if you try this load and it works for you – uh, the dude truly cares if you like his stuff or not. He truly tailors his stuff to your gun, and uh, the the dude is th- this is what he does. I mean, it's his passion. It shines through in his shells. And I know I'm not so you know interacting with him on the podcast as far as like a sponsor, but I'm telling you, the guy really cares about what you're shooting. So yeah. we're, we're actually going to have his. Uh, he, he's got a bismuth load for waterfowl. Oh, that'll um, be cool. That's so we're actually. We'll be coming out with a, a premium box as well, so it's going to have it's going to be all bismuth loads. Um, so the guys who are you know more strictly bismuth, um, that'll be that that'll be a a, a, a box for those guys. Um, and so 
some of the salt creek will be in there um along with uh some other big name guys but that's Dude. coming out That'll be freaking wicked. So, so what's up for you guys in twenty four? I mean, what kind of close the show? I tell us what's on the horizon for you. I mean, obviously you're talking about a, a new turkey box for uh, you know guys trying out TSS and some uh, some other turkey loads. Like what what's new coming down the pipe for for Pattern Pros? I think it's just uh, it's it's adding more more availability of more skews. And, you know, basically, you know, like we have two and three shot for a waterfowl, but there's a we keep doing surveys. Um, about every other month, um, about in the community, you know, we're seeing a lot of people shooting fours, uh, you know, fives, you know, just trying to give as much a variety of what people can choose from so that they can shoot that. Cause if people don't shoot twos or threes, they're like, well, these boxes aren't for me. Well, yeah, I understand, but you know, we, it, it just takes a little bit of time to get all that kind of boiled in. Uh, but turkeys on, on, I think uh, we've been getting a lot of um, requests for uh, turkey boxes. So here it is. You know, hopefully it's coming. You know, I think in February it's going to be coming. We're going to have turkey targets specifically uh, for it as well. It'll be different from our normal targets. Oh, dude, yeah. So, F- finally somebody to compete with the Birchwood Casey's, dude. That's like the golden standard for turkey well, targets. I mean, it's not going to be as cool as the Birchwood Casey's. It's not going to, like, explode in paint, you know. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> but it's gonna have, you know, it's gonna have a turkey head, you know, tenant circle already pre-built into it. But it's it's one that's of the cool. things. It's it's gonna be the biggest, cheapest target that you can find on the market. Oh, same thing dope. with our other our waterfowl ones. Like you don't find them three feet by four feet big. You can no. you typically only find them like twenty four inches as big as you can get. You know? So well, are everything? I want to see everything. <laughs> that's that's true. So are are you guys going to be at the NWTF with a booth, or are you guys going to be walking around up there? Or? Uh, I believe Ryan's going up there. I won't be able to make it. Um, I just started college again. And, okay. You know, college kids work at night doing this, trying to scout and hunt all at the same time. Yeah. doesn't leave me a lot of room for uh, for that. But, like, the further shows, we'll have, we'll have a booth. I think at the Delta one down in Louisiana, we'll have a booth. Um, and then, I, thought, uh, I can't remember other shows. Yeah, I think we're – Right now, I think we're planning on. Uh, I really would like to do three: uh, the DU, uh, the Delta Delta Waterfowl, and then um, uh, the, there's the one up in I believe it's in Eastern Maryland. Uh, yep. Uh, it's the uh, I can't remember the name of it. Like, I, I can't, it's a waterfowl yeah, festival or something. It's something yeah. waterfowl festival. I can't I can't remember the name. Of it. Apparently, it's uh, it's really big. We looked at possibly doing it this year and just. Um, you know, so many things trying to get really set. Um, we just we weren't able to make that work. And then uh, looked at the NWTF one. Um, it's expensive. Again, it's oh yeah, it was super expensive. It was it was kind of more last minute. It was like ah, all right, let's let's look at it. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, like that's uh, that's that's a lot. But I think uh, people would eat me, it up though. So uh, me, I believe. Me, Christian, and then our wives, I believe, are going to um, try and go up there and uh, go up there on like a Friday and then stay stay tonight. You got to uh, be there Saturday. I'm going to be there Saturday. Well, so we'll be there Saturday. So I think I think we'll probably get there Friday, you know, Friday afternoon, hang out, and then uh, stay tonight and and then go to a Saturday and, and really go go walk around and, we'll, you know, Put all our, our, our put all our swag on. We gotta 
shaking babies, kissing hands. Love yeah, it. Yeah. Love it. Some, some, something like that. Um, but this is, this is going to be, uh, the year for us to really, to really grow. Um, but I, I said it, it is a new concept. Um, so it, it's it, it, like I had, we had so many people that were kind of perplexed by it, not because they didn't understand it, but just because it it's such a simple concept that they're like, I can't believe this isn't already a thing. Like, why didn't I think of it? So getting that into more people's minds and actually putting the product in, in, in front of them, allowing them to actually see it, um, it will be a, a big thing. So us getting to a few of these expos this year is I'm really, I'm really excited for it because the GNH decoy expo one, it, there wasn't, I mean, there's probably a couple hundred people, a few hundred people that, that, that rolled through. Um, and it was, it was great. It was our, our first one. So it was a great experience and a good learning experience, but it's just not on the same scale as, uh, the Delta and, and the DU, uh, which Brody went to, I believe both of those last year. Yeah. Um, and it was just like, he was like, dude, they were, they were massive. Um, so just getting those people, getting it actually in front of people, allowing them to see it and be like, Hey, you know, the price point. So like our, our waterfall box is, is $59.99. So in order for you to go buy all eight of those boxes of the, of the shells we have in there is probably you know, $300 with taxes and shipping and stuff. And it's like, you get all of that so so much cheaper to actually understand what's in it. And once people actually start to see it, I can't wait for it because it's going to be an absolute year of, of, of real growth. Um, and really would like to change the way people go about hunting with a shotgun because it's not stopping uh, at ducks and geese. It's not stopping at turkeys. Um, hopefully by the end of 2024, we'll have... Uh, upland loads out there um and then here in, in the southeast is a big thing is buck sh- buckshot um so we're, we'd like to expand to that and really start to get into the the sub gauges uh with every shot available um obviously that's going to take some time but we're we're real excited for the for 2024 so it's we got some big things coming. It's it's exciting, dude. That's that, that's so wicked, guys. And again, thank you both for being on the show. I know you know during during the week's tough, especially coming off of New Year's. But uh, sincerely, we would love to having you guys on. Such a cool freaking subject that people are passionate about, especially you know the turkey hunters. And I, I hope it kind of bleeds over into waterfowl because I think waterfowl guys, you know, in this category, you know, I hope it changes over time. But I think they're really lazy in this category. I think there's a lot of room to grow. Uh, as just a just a giant, you know, the wedge in the percentage of the hunting population, the waterfowl group uh, needs to get get on with it and know what their guns are doing. I think this is a great product, and, and like you said, it's the 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 most simple ideas make the most sense and do the best. I think this is going to catch wildfire, guys. Go check them out, Pattern Pros on IG, PatternProsUSA.com on the website get your box ordered you guys are wearing 60 dollars hats man come on dude it's a stupid easy investment it's a no-brainer uh we're in the late season now so probably not the best time to be patterning your gun but it's never too late pattern it buy a box uh, and uh and in the off season you're gonna have the whole summer pattern your gun know what they're doing 
Know what you're doing on the live animals. You owe it to the birds. And uh, guys, do your homework. Again, Ryan, Brody, appreciate you guys for being on the show, man. Thanks, yes, sir. Thank you. Fun time. You, you guys go check them out. PatternProsUSA.com. Go follow them on IG. Let them know you heard the podcast. Send me a comment. Let, you, let me know what you thought about the show. And uh, go give us a like and review on iTunes and Spotify, where you can find the show always, guys. And uh, that's all I got for you. It's freaking Tuesday. Let's go. Alabama lost. It's a great week so far. So, well, guys, guess what? We'll catch you on the next one.